I was like, you had a dick in your mouth. Dick in your mouth. It's a dick in your mouth. It's a dick in your mouth. That's my zinger for the night. Hey, get in here. Dallas is about to start. Welcome to the Ewing Barbecue, where sometimes Lucy is surrounded by a bunch of toxic dudes, and this episode is definitely um, an example of that. My name is Mary. And I'm Sarah. And I'm Josh. Welcome to the ninth, uh, 2023. Did you say 19? 45th <laughs> anniversary of death. 1923. <laughs> <laughs> it happens to me every once in a while. I'm like, 19? Oh, that makes me old. No, I, I had 1923, the show on the brain. That's why. <laughs> I'm Melanie, and I'm constantly surrounded by toxic men. Aren't we all, girl? Aren't we all? <laughs> yeah, well, that's a... Right? It's a thing. Yeah, I, it's a thing. I'm surrounded by toxic people in general. Male, female, mm. whatever fluidity, uh, every gender. Get them out of your life. Yeah, all the toxicity. It's a, it's a new beginning. Uh, a quick shout out to our Patreon members. Brendan Phillick, Captain America, Sheen Pye, Laura Bernheim, Brad Maholan, Anita Wren, and Kristen Carlano. Honestly, I want to, especially this week, thank you guys for everything because because of you, we have finally broken even <laughs> on our expenses from having this podcast going for three and a half years. And we are finally now able, big announcement, to afford to have a website. Woohoo! So our new website, which is under still under construction, but it's up. You can go check it out. Hopefully lots of cool things coming. It is ewingbbq.com. So, so I am too. I've been wanting to do this the entire time. We just could not afford it. So it is a great way to kick off the 45th anniversary year with our website. Yes. 45th anniversary of Dallas. We're starting to use the hashtag, hashtag Dallas45. So feel free to use that. And we will have surprises coming up this year. I'm already talking to some potential guests. And um, speaking of guests, I do want to welcome a new member to our group. You all might know him as... Yay! The first credited John Ross, Tyler Banks, has joined our... <gasps> Tyler Banks! Welcome! I saw that the other day. I was like, oh shit, that's, that's who I think it is. So we'd like to give um, a quick thank you to the people who sent us holiday greetings this year. Yeah, Kevin Page, Linda Gray, Kathy Podwell, Omri Katz. And if you paid attention, the musical track was actually from Audrey Lander's The Christmas Song. And there were uh, under vocals from Josh Henderson and a video he had created, too. So I just want to thank everyone for their participation and all of us for our... Um, right. And if you have not seen those videos, then you're not following us on social media. And you definitely should be doing that. We are on Instagram, is doing BBQ. And we are also, we have a Facebook group that is posted and also Twitter, BBQ Ewing. Now, we also ha used a video that uh, Deb Trinelli. Deb Trinelli, yes. Before. And that was so cool. So I don't think we've done a formal thank you as a group yet right. for that one. So thank you. Thank you all so, so very thankful. much. That, what a it's, blessing, yeah. really. It's really great. Seriously. When, it's really great when the cast uh, comes out and supports us when we make these. Yeah. You know, everything, go, even going back to Charlene and Lee coming on last year. and, and uh, just... Yeah, seriously. Highlight of my last year. And for the, for the fans, know how much it meant to us for them to do this for you, for you guys, because they took their time out of their day and their holidays to send these clips to us to put together for you. That's how much they love Dallas and how much they love their fans. They didn't do it for us. They did it for y'all. So right. that's, that's true, because nobody else would really do that. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yep. Exactly, and, and we and we do this for everyone as well. And and if you, you guys who wished us happy holidays online, um, if we did not reply back, happy holiday. We hope you had a great time. And um, oh my gosh, we're gonna continue. We're finishing out season five this year. I'm assuming we'll be done in the next month or two, and then season six probably for the rest of 2023. Ah, it's gonna be a good year. Oh, birthdays. Let's see. 
January 3rd, Victoria Principal turned 73. Big shout out to Victoria. Yeah. That's very hard for me to believe that she's that old <laughs> and she's still got good boobs. <laughs> she, I mean, that girl, I that girl has some good boobs, always. And ja- yeah. January 7th, Fern Fitzgerald will be 76. I have to do the math because it's 2023. Uh, Coming up this month, there is a House of Mouse Expo down in Kissimmee, Florida. And Omri Katz will be there with the Hocus Pocus group. And then he will be in February. I'll post all these dates on our uh, area. Where he'll be uh, in Pensacola, Florida at an event. And Patrick Duffy will be there. And... The, I know. God damn it. I've, I've, already, I've already looked it up. I mean, my mother and father-in-law live 20 minutes from there, and they said I could stay with them, but I just uh, I can't go alone. It's the weekend of my Twin Peaks thing, so I can't go. And I've told Omri to get pictures of himself with Patrick and send them to us so we can Oh, my God. Yeah, up. we'll post them on our new website. Okay, so tonight we are talking about Season 5, Episode 22, Vengeance. 99 of the series. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, episode 99. The last double digit. The thought of that man with my Sue Ellen. I see. I tell you, it just flat drives me crazy. Are you asking me to stop seeing Cliff? This thing almost destroyed the three of you once before. Do you think you're strong enough to handle it again? No, wait a minute. I'm supposed to give up Sue Ellen because I'm afraid of a fight with JR? This is not a fight I want. It's not a fight I wanted, but I'm going to fight. And I'm going to win. There's another man in her life. Who might this man be? Clayton Farlow. It was written by Howard Lakin, directed by Irving J. Moore, and aired March 12th, 1982. And also on March 12th, 1982, the number one billboard hit in the U.S. was Centerfold Still by the Jay Giles Band. The number one film in the U.S. was Richard Pryor, live on Sunset Strip. He is <laughs> no leopard <leverage> prior. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the big news story from this past week in 82 was that the U.S. decided to boycott Libyan crude oil. Well, how crude. So that was a thing. And all- Which just makes me think of Back to the Future. Libyans! Oh, Libyans! <laughs> That's why I'm afraid of those vans. <laughs> because in the beginning, when they're driving that van and shooting those Every time That's I see one of those, one of those Volkswagen vans, I, I think go, of pedophiles. I, 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 I go, That's what I'm talking about. Libyans. <laughs> I That's think about like, people kidnapping kids. That's what I think about because I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts. Yep. It, it, go, it goes <laughs> from have, having a reputation um, of like yeah. hippies and traveling across the country to Libyans. <laughs> Libyans. Uh, um, yes. A podcast, uh, one Scary. of my favorite podcasts called True Crime Garage. Uh, they have t shirts that say ban the van <laughs> about those white vans. <laughs> <laughs> yes, those are like free candy uh, on the oh, side. Yeah. That's like my sister's father-in-law. He has a, a white van because he's in. He does woodworking and construction and sort of stuff. And mm-hmm. so he has to bring stuff back and forth. And so he he drove by. He was driving by where my little niece Charlotte goes to her preschool, and he he just kind of pulled up from it to to look just to see if she was out in the. Uh, and then. He's oh going, God! He's going, oh wait a minute! I, I'm in a white van outside of a school, and uh, <laughs> the police. <laughs> I bet the teacher's like off the playground, off the and, playground. And lockdown alert! Like, and because what no, episode of SVU is this? Yeah. It has no, it has no windows either, yeah. so it's like. Um, oh God! Yeah, and they, scarier. And they in their family, they've, oh, really they've given it two nicknames. They've nicknamed it the rape van and the illegal immigrant van. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> We call it rubber band. <laughs> well, I'm excited. Speaking of SVU, tonight, by the time this episode gets out, I will have been able to drop my selfies with Mariska Hargitay on social media because I get to do that tonight at 10 o'clock. Woo! So, Yay! I'm excited. And I have nothing really good to say other than, like, wow, gratitude. <laughs> like, I had two yeah, months. Yeah. I couldn't come up with shit. But anyway. Yeah. Oh, so good. Uh, and Josh, on Dallas... And on Dallas, the episode was actually number one in the ratings. And Sam Culver Yay. was re- reinvented in this episode as an oil man, even though at other times he was described as a magistrate back in episode 27, an attorney in future episodes, and an investor yeah, I thought he was in their Dallas. Attorney. 
and an, an investor in Dallas the early years. But well, was, let yeah. me put it. Let me ask you this: Like, was Jr. an oil man, or was he a businessman? Like, Jock was the one who got out there with his hands. Jr. sat behind a desk and pushed papers, and and, and slept with women <laughs> to, to get so, deals done. Yeah, I, I so, guess that's right. Maybe it was a little in the middle. He was a Sam, lawyer who was also he, in the law, oil he business. Inv- I don't know. He may have invested. Like, if he had money and Jock needed backers, like investments, that could have been the connection. Maybe that's true. That's, that could be how he got into the business, and then you know, the when he wanted a different venture, or when after you know after they threw Jonas into the hospital because Donna didn't know he was involved, right? Yes. Right. So right. he may have wanted to like wash his hands of that, and then go get involved. And in, he may have been an oil man in his early days, and then you know, and then been like, eh, maybe not. And, <laughs> yeah, this and, is then, and then moved off into politics. Yeah. yeah. Just kind yeah. of the side slide, you know, it's like, Woo. yeah, but, um, yeah. And it's funny. I was watching an episode of St. Elsewhere the other night and Dennis Redfield, who played, um, Roger was in the episode of St. Elsewhere. And really? I, gra- I grabbed the screenshot for our, our Dallas cast on St. Elsewhere photo album. <laughs> we can put that on the website too. Oh, now yes. I got a, the opening scene here. Yes, I'm kind of like, opening. uh, Everybody's all like, well, I don't think Roger's going to be an issue anymore. I know. Because until that guy, like, there is some kind of final, like, stay the hell away from her. Or I, I feel like he needs to get his ass beat by, actually beat by Bobby to stay the hell away from her. I feel like he's the Dallas version of, like, Jason Voorhees. Yep. Or, like, he's, like, going to come. And then, like, even if you think he's dead, he's going to come back for one last jump scare, you know? And you have to shoot him in the head. 100%. <laughs> Now, if if Jr. really gave a damn about Lucy, he'd have some good old boys take care of him. That's exactly if he it. Gave a shit, but he doesn't. No, <laughs> so. no, no. Figures. Oh, yeah, yeah. That that'll keep Lucy away, and maybe I can yeah. u- somehow use that to get her uh, her voting shares. Disgusting. Yeah. So yeah, so that's what this opening scene is. Is just like. Hey, I'm telling Lucy that she took care of the situation with Roger and Lucy being like, okay, cool. That's great. And then Mitch calls, right? And then Mitch is like, hey, we should talk. And so then Lucy gets really excited and she tells the family like, ooh, I'm going to go meet Mitch. So I might not be back for the next couple of days. Well, and Mitch seems like really excited. He's like, I really want to see you. And like, he sounds yeah. very... Ha- that's see what- Yeah. Yeah, he, he's really like, oh, we should hang out again. And um, yeah, maybe that wasn't the right way vibes to, a- to be putting out over the phone. Definitely not the right way to approach such a p- potential conversation that could be upcoming in this episode. But um, right. Lucy was wearing her little skirt with the with the tie. Mm, yeah, she looked cute. And see, Rebecca apparently was coming over that day and Pam had a staff meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she wasn't going to be there. And... Uh, then Bobby, with his, I'm, you're obviously going to comment on the open shirt again, um, answers the phone, and it's <laughs> goddamn Faraday. Yeah, goddamn Faraday. Meet it. Talk about coming back and coming back and right. coming back. Seriously. That's right. him. Shoot that guy in the head already. He's Faraday. A, he's a yeah. Jason Voorhees. Faraday seems a little <laughs> desperate at this desperate. point. Desperate. Something's going yeah, on that's, with that's him. That's the word I use, too, is desperate. Something's going on. We don't, we don't know what's going on. Something's going on. A desperate housewife wreckers is what he is. <laughs> yeah, he wants to meet Bobby again tonight at 8 p.m. at the same bar. And Bobby's like, ah, fine. Yeah. He's uh, like, what What do you need? Like, what? Go, like, at this point, he's like, you're a gnat. Go away. Like, what yeah. the fuck? God, we're done. I'm done with you. I paid yeah. you all you the things. Go. He, need, like, he, he needs leave. one of those electric fly zappers to just like. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which come in very handy, by the way. Even against mm. bees. Ooh. So then we cut to Ewing Oil, um, and it looks the Wellington land deal is looking great with this fake report that is created. Yep. And for his efforts at f- doctoring this report, uh, Murphy's house deed is all paid for, and JR gives it over to him. JR's like, I don't want to see you for a while. And he's like, yeah, no problem. I won't be around. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm bouncing, mofo. I'm out of town. Mm-hmm. And then JR calls, has Merrily dialed up and says, we're ready to roll. Let's roll. Let's roll. 
And then she, and then JR says if she pulls this off that like she's got all of him and she's like I don't want all of you. I just want your body. <laughs> Which my I, god I mean, what the I hell guess i kind of respect she's like i don't want any else of you no 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 i don't want that i just yeah she's like i'm just you can like, do it so i i'm a horny bitch <laughs> yeah she, i guess i like knowing up front that she's not gonna be like oh jr you need to marry me uh, i like that they you know she's she's no nonsense she's like she does so what she wants funny. Even though she she's a dirty, like, a dirty whore. Want, is this what she's like? I just want your body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, what the? F-? Yes. Dude. Ew. I was like, okay, all right, okay. Ew. I mean, everybody's got a type, but cool, cool, cool. My, what a what <laughs> a change uh, her character has gone through since uh, being such a Seth, change. Yeah. Seth Stone's uh, wife. Yeah. 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 And the little. I feel like she's come into her own. Yeah. A little she, bit more. Yeah. Yeah. They needed to kill her husband yeah. so she could come into her own. Yeah, so she could find herself, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, at least she's, you know, knows what she wants. <laughs> yep. And Ellie and Rebecca bond over Christopher um, at South Fork. But that's not why Rebecca's really there. No, they have something else they need to bond over in a way. And it's not yeah. pleasant. No, it's a little awkward. Um, yeah, Rebecca wants to talk about... Uh, so Ellen and Jr. Like everybody, this episode wants to talk about Jr. Cliff and Sue Ellen's relationship. Everybody and and like nobody really wants to talk about it, but like people, everyone's like, we have to talk about this, guys. It's not good. And None of this is good. And, and throw in a side of <laughs> throw in a side of Clayton digging Sue Ellen. Yes, and that as well. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that um, so? Yeah, special. Rebecca wants to put a stop like, to it. Uh, Ellie learns about. This is where Ellie learns about Sue Ellen and Cliff's relationship because she didn't know. Um, and she was like, well, I don't think that any of this can be stopped. But and You know also- what's weird? Because I was trying to figure out when she found out about it. And I, I, for- I totally forgot about the scene with Rebecca because I, I do remember when, you know, later on, the conversation between Sue Ellen and Miss Ellie. And I was like, how the hell mm-hmm. does she know that this almost destroyed <laughs> them before? Totally forgot right. about Re- Rebecca being like, uh, well, and I think yeah. it's significant that Miss Ellie has known Sue Ellen since the beginning and Rebecca just came back into Cliff's and Pam's life like a couple of years and he already knows about that. I think Ellie did a she lot of putting that. her head in the sa- She put her head in the sand about a lot of things to, I think, survive in that house is what I think for a long time. I think she mm-hmm. really would have been better served by pulling out that horse whip a little more often. Oh, she definitely would have. She just chose yeah. not to. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. She could have, she could have her own line of Miss Ellie's horse whips, like the, uh, <laughs> like Dr. Jacoby's uh, shit shovel on Twin Sh- Peaks. Yeah. Shovel your way out of the shit. Yeah. And yep. um Ellie also learned about the whole Wally Hampton setup in that scene too. Oh yeah, that. Too. And I'm just, she's like, "Are you sure it was Jr.?" I was like, "Come on, Miss Ellie. Of course it was Jr. Who? Of course it was. Come on. Of course it was Jr. Like when she said, "I don't know. Are Are you sure it was Jr.?" It's not, like, not my. Who the, who the fuck else would it be? Why it's not my saintly son Jr. Is it? No, God no. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah, like you know. no, it was Bobby. Yeah. No, no it, Bobby it, set up. It, it was Gary from California because he, oh, he had nothing better. Because he had nothing better to decided, do with this team. Gary decided instead of you know using my voting shares, I'm going to set up a crooked deal for Jr. Yeah. I'm getting. He, he I'm just getting gives a, so much of a shit, you know. I'm getting a little bored at Knots Landing Motors, so I'm going to set somebody up because it's just for shits and giggles. So Donna asks Dave to come to Dallas for 24 hours or so to discuss the situation that she found out about the book. Ray comes in and Donna asks him what uh, Jock was like back when he first arrived at the ranch. And basically, Ray puts Jock on a semi-pedestal there and says he was probably the best man that he ever knew. And that's the thing that really gets me about after Jock, like, died, how he was kind of idolized. 
it seems like everybody had these picture perfect memories of him. And, you know, it's like he was an asshole. <laughs> I mean, he loved his, he was a better man than JR, but he was. Mm-mm. He's kind of I, a dick sometimes. Yeah. Jock was kind of a dick sometimes. Because like, that kind of happens when someone dies, you know, put him on a pedestal. He became the portrait on the wall. He, yes, he did for sure. Yes. And we go back to yep. Melanie, your uh, story about the uh, voicing Jock's ghost all over. <laughs> I shouldn't say that when you're oh. taking a sip. <laughs> oh my God. Jock's ghost in the caption club on the forum. Jesus. Those were some of the funniest caption. This pictures I've ever seen in mm-hmm. my life. Jock's ghost. <laughs> I wish oh, we had an man. archive of that. I'd love to see them. Uh, I know. I <laughs> I can't remember. There's like one or two people I could probably reach out to and be like, you don't happen to have screenshots of this. Do you? <laughs> I mean, I'm going back um, like a while, 15, 15 plus years now. 17, wow. yeah, 18, sure. 16, time, 17 years. time does fly. Doesn't it? <laughs> time is dumb. It's really dumb. I cannot believe that I said I'm going back 15, 16, 17 years when I said that out loud. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh. So we cutting to the Cattleman's Club? Is that next? Yes. And can we comment on uh, whatever the hell this waitress is wearing? The waitress! Or what not, the fuck or not is wearing, she wearing? Or not wearing? <laughs> what? I it don't just... know. <laughs> the Cattleman's Club. Mm. I, seriously. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know. What, was that a sh- long shirt? I don't, I don't understand. I'm but I feel like this episode, all the waitresses are dressed like it's the Playboy Club, no matter which club we're in. I was yeah. looking. Have you noticed that? I was looking right. to see if Hugh Hefner was in the background yes. as an extra. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and then Afton comes in yeah. with her little her little white collar on, like uh, it's it's almost yeah. like it's almost like a, a, a Puritan opposite. Polar opposite. The, exactly. Yeah. Polar opposite. Afton's like I'm not that person. Right. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that was a conscious decision by the uh, wardrobe department. Oh, the wardrobe people for sure. Yeah, yeah. She, um, and so she she's there to talk about Swillen's love life. Considering she was, Ooh. considering she was Jr.'s uh, entertainment coordinator yeah, for a little while. Introduced her a couple like a season two ago. Yeah, she's she's evolved. Right. She's past that. But now. she's she knows everybody's <laughs> business. She's very uh, perceptive. Because she's our witch. She's our resident witch who knows all the things. (laughs) She knows all the things. And I, again, I say that in the best light because I love my witches. So that's a, that's a good thing. It's a good thing. So yeah. So she's there to talk about Suellen's love life and she wants JR to leave Cliff alone. Because she wants him back in one piece Mm -hmm. when Suellen dumps Mm -hmm. him for this other man. That's the other guy. Yeah. What like, other he's going to come back to me. What other I want guy? Him in one J- piece. JR wants to know. What other yeah. guy? Yeah. And she's what? like, oh, I'm sorry. You don't know already? <laughs> oh, it sucks to be you. Clayton Farlow. Clayton Farlow. <laughs> and the look, the look on JR's face where he's like, oh, oh shit. That son of a bitch. You That's the face. A, you son of a bitch. Oh, we have to drink in the next scene. Woohoo! Yay, yay! Ellie visits, Why do we have to drink? Ellie visits Sue Ellen to discuss her Cliff and JR situation. And at one point, Sue Ellen goes, I don't understand. Ah! Yes, drink. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Everybody drink. I don't understand. Oh, here we go. I don't understand. But I have to say, Sue Ellen looks like fire in this scene. Like, I think mm. she looks really hot in this scene. Mm-hmm. Is, is this the, uh, the, the, the plaid shirt scene? Or is... Uh, it might be. Yeah, I think it is. She okay. just looks like really good. Like, I don't know if it's the color, like her hair, her makeup. Like, she looks amazing in this scene. Well, it's hard for well, Linda Gray to not look amazing. I, was just I know, but like more than usual. So, like, I, it was noteworthy for me anyway. I thought she got a little testy with Miss Ellie. Like, I don't think it's any of your business. And I was like. Business. <laughs> oh. I mean. Yes, she was testing because, I mean, she's not wrong. It's really not Ellie's business. It's really not. But you have to approach a woman like Miss Ellie in a... Ellie's going to make sure her business if she wants to. Now... You have to approach her in a a different way than just saying it's none of your business. Because she's Miss Ellie and she's she's been there and supportive and she still treats... Whatever... (laughs) 
<laughs> the thing that's, I do it won't. Oh my god, Cartman. <laughs> The, the thing that's really hard about that is like when you've got especially somebody who really can't be objective in that situation because of all the stakes involved. Like she's come to love Sue Ellen as a daughter. Jr. is her son. She knows the dynamics of all this. Like it's I think it's really hard for people around the people around people in and out of relationships to like not take one side or like not get involved true because yeah. so sue ellen like don't yeah. be too hard on her please she's concerned because it's not just the three of you there's a child involved that's true too it's gonna it be is. affected she, no matter what and also ellie's literally worried about sue ellen like this has mm-hmm. almost ruined you before i don't want to see you hurt again and honestly even though right. sue ellen's kind of cross with her i think she needed to hear that because if you notice she kind of softens Right. Yeah. She's like, I don't know, Miss Ellie. Because Miss Ellie, right. she calls her out. She's like, do you do you really like him? Or like, do you love him? Or are you, like, using him? Right. She does call her out. And I think, like, it puts Sue Ellen on the spot because Sue Ellen and, really and she was maybe like, doesn't I don't, know. She's like, I don't know. And I was like, right. I didn't think she'd admit that right. out loud. Like, oh, yeah, I right. might be using him. She might be using him. Yeah. Maybe. Okay, so then we cut to Lucy telling Blair that she's done with Roger. She's like, look, I will gamble my career on it. I I, I just can't work with him again. So Leland Palmer, I I mean, um, Blair (laughs) Sullivan agrees to get her another photographer, and he'll break the news to Roger. I was watching this, and my kid was in the room, and they were like, that guy looks a lot like Leland Palmer on Twin Peaks. And I was like, that's because it is Leland Palmer. And I was so happy. I was so uh, proud. <laughs> Stuff like that so makes me proud, proud of my kids. Like, oh he my God, Mom, that's the degree. Wasn't he on the Colby's we were, as well, I think? Or one of those? And then he was also on Knott's Landing. I never watched the Colby's. He was also on Knott's Landing. Not Landing so. well, I'm sure. And what was it? What was the show that I watched a few months ago? I said it on here and um, Sly was oh. on there. She was the villain on it, Bernard, um, like the bad woman on it. Like it was the rookie yeah. or something. It was like the rookie or something like that. But I kind of noticed it, and my daughter just happened to be here, and she's like, "Mom, that's Slaw." And I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so good proud, job, proud Hayden. moment." Yes, that's kind of things. Yes. That's good. Oh, yeah. And then, and then, of course, my husband goes, "Who the hell is Slaw?" And I'm like, <laughs> and "I'm so like, disappointed oh. in you." Then you have to explain Debrenard yeah. and this and that. Yeah, it's the whole thing. Okay, oh, I broke yeah. out video clips. <laughs> nice. And I want to know how um, she got involved with uh, Al Sapienza from The Sopranos and started that singing uh, thing that they do together. That's that's. Uh, well, that would be a good question to ask her. Yes, we have her on. Okay, back to Faraday. Faraday, yep. F- Faraday, Faraday is trying to extort Bobby again. He he really seems desperate. Something's going on with him, and Bobby says uh, that he could have him thrown in jail for selling a baby and faraday mm-hmm. says that uh what, did, what exactly does he say he he's said, basically like bring it I don't, i'm not afraid of going to jail yeah jail, jail would be far better than what i have what's going on right, right. now and you're like oh shit what's going on man jeez must, must be, be bad, bad. <laughs> yeah <laughs> my guess is drugs because of the um thing with Kristen before where we know that she was taking drugs so my guess is drugs and he seems very nervous and very, very nervous, fidgety, yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And then Bobby goes home, and it's rain. It, it, it's, it's it's called Coke. <laughs> it's raining again. It's raining again. As Bobby Sorry. goes to South Fork. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yes. And Pam was putting Christopher to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and she tells Bobby that a lady is stopping by to check on. Christopher's welfare and how good of a thing that is, because basically like that's the last step. That's the last thing standing in the way. Like that report that she has to file of them just adopting Christopher for real. Or so you think, Pam. And the woman is Mrs. Gilman. Uh, I just caught her name. Oh, acting performance coming up. Fern Fitzgerald. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 
Oh, yes. yes, go Fern. I mean, go is Fern. that Fern? It's your birthday. It's, it's your birthday. And is Mayor. It's Mary. 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 Bring the drama, bitch. Bring the drama. Pretending to be Sue Ellen, honestly. I think she's like, that's who she's trying to, like, that's who she's bringing to mind to be. It's it's your birthday. Actually, January 7th it is. It's your birthday. (laughs) (laughs) So Marilee goes to see Cliff, and she's all like, I'm so upset with JR because he broke my heart. Like, I thought we were together, and I thought he was going to marry me, but he's just so stuck on his ex-wife who's seeing someone else who's so into like she's totally playing on all of cliff shit like oh he's so intimidated by this person that his wife is seeing that blah 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 and you just see cliff like oh yeah that's me oh oh yeah (laughs) just playing him like a fiddle and he is buying every second of it so she pitches stealing this six and a half million dollar deal out from under jr to cliff Right. And she leaves the geology reports with him. Mm-hmm. And, and you can see at the end how important Cliff feels hmm. on his face. Yeah. It's like, I, I have, I'm finally hitting the big time. Mm-hmm. They're coming to me with deals now. Oh, yeah. Suck that. <laughs> so then we cut to South Fork. Mrs. Gilman, the adoption investigator, comes to check out South Fork and the family. Um, and um, she's she's impressed. Yeah. And she thinks that because normally it's a six-month uh, till adoption, but she thinks she can shorten it a little bit. Yay, money! Woohoo! <laughs> Woohoo! We will donate. We will donate some money to the state's human resources department. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we cut to Ewing Oil. Um, Jr. has slide tracked down Clayton Farlow at the Fairview. At the Fairview in Dallas. And she's wearing what? Jr. wants her, to talk to him. She has her maroon. Is that a maroon type of? Dress? Is that the color maroon dress with a with that little? Uh, oh yeah, I what, think it is maroon. That, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. white scarf like tie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm surprised I'm the one commenting on the clothing. Normally, it's other people commenting on the clothing. I know that's true, but I like that you caught it. Yeah. Yes. And we cut to Dave, and he's reading the diary. Ugh. Yeah. <sighs> well. Wow. Dave, Dave, what do you uh, think of your daddy now? <laughs> and so we find out, like, basically, the land that they stole was what started the whole Ewing slash Culver fortunes, which is really awkward for them too acknowledge that that's how it started and she's kind of like hey i need your permission to write about this because she doesn't want to like she's like hey like i loved your dad i don't want to put him in a bad light and i don't want to mess up your political career because of this if i do it and he doesn't seem concerned though He's, he's just like, do it. Well, he's, it's, it was 50 years ago. He's established his own career at this point. He's made his name. Yeah, he's like, it's not going to affect He's his me. own person. Yeah. But yeah. if only it were that simple. If only it were that simple because, oh, uh, she has to talk to Ellie. But I have to say, like, Dave Culver, I don't know anything else about Dave Culver, but so far, like, I would vote for Dave Culver because he actually seems like uh, a really honest politician, <laughs> which is so rare. Yeah, it's as it's as rare as yeah. steak. It's as rare as steak tartare. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. most definitely. But yeah, so now she has to talk to Ellie to get Ellie's permission because she doesn't know how Ellie's going to react to this news. Yeah, and the fact that Ellie is still has her little bubble of denial about Jock not being there anymore, yeah. right. which which yeah. which took a little ding when she was in her room that time and looked and saw looked at his picture. Yeah. Yeah, I mean she's she's getting there, but it's not there yet. No, it's it's a slow process. Everyone goes through that in their own way. And Cliff does something smart for once. He gets some professional advice about this land deal. And uh, then he has Forrest come in. This this Forrest guy really, he is like. Uh, how would you describe me? He's just kind of like this. Forrest is like the old guy who's been working at um, Wentworth to and Die for 50 years. You remind me of Mr. Very... Feeney. Does he a boy not? Meets Mr. World? Feeney, yeah. <laughs> 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 he reminds me of William Daniels. Yes, just a little. 
without the accent. Does he not? Come on. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't He's know because more- I'm so used to William Daniels on Saint Elsewhere, which is completely different than he was as Mister Feeney. So I'm sitting there going, <laughs> I have these like complete flip flop back and forth contrasting images of William Daniels, but the Feeney image, I, I can see that a bit. Yes. And he's just, he's worked there for like 50 years. He's had control. He does things by the book. And then this upstart punk who's her new kid who comes out of the woodwork is like, Hey, I want to just like spend money. And he's like, yeah, but that's not how we do things. We don't just cut $4 million checks. And he's like, yeah, but I got permission from my mom. I have to go to Houston and put it by the board. And he talks like this, you know, and he's like, Right. Well, I'm a dumb cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dumb cowboy. And, and Cliff just pulls rank. He's like, look, I'm Cliff Barnes. Do you not know who I am? I'm the barnacle. I do what I want. I'm the, I'm the barnacle in the family. I, get, I already have permission to do what I want, so you can't. St- I know you can't stop me, well, so I'm just going to do it. Yeah, but uh, we don't have that kind of money available to us in uh, in acquisitions. Uh, right. And Cliff's so. like, yeah, well, we're going to move it from research and design. And he's like, but if you do that, then that's going to like screw all the stuff we're actually doing with this company. And Cliff's like, yeah, I don't care. And in this guy's voice, well, that's, that's going to mess up everything else we have going Oh, We can't do that. <laughs> yeah. And get that check for $4 million to me by the end yeah. of the day. Got it? Cliff does not give a shit. He's pulling rank. Uh, he calls Marilee and tells her to be at the bank at 10.30 a.m. And then we cut to the Cattleman's Club. Oh, the Cattleman's Club. Where J.R. is meeting with Clayton. Mm. Mm. I love how J.R. just kind of sidewinds his way to what he's really after. Just right. the way he yeah. sits him down. Clayton, how you doing? Blah, blah. Yep, and he's straight to the point. He's like, I want to talk about Sue Ellen. I like that how much J.R. concedes that Afton is very perceptive because, yes, Afton is very perceptive. Because she's the witch. She's the witch. She's our witch. Yep. Yes. And he's just like, you have been playing so well and for yourself. Like, you can say it was for your son and you're doing all this stuff. Oh, just for your son and to protect her. He's like, but you've been just trying to get her into your bed. And Clayton is just aghast. He's aghast. You're a very contemptible man. He also doesn't completely deny it. Did you notice that? Yeah, and, and the scene that he has later on with his pipe. Uh-huh. We'll get right, there. Right. We'll get there. Yep. No. yeah, Clayton is just aghast. And he's, yeah, he calls him a contemptible man. And Cliff Barnes is, is about to do something. He's, he's letting his overzealousness and greed get the better of him. And the, so goddamn stupid. The desire yeah. to make... A name for himself above and beyond what he is doing. He has the four million, and then he throws mm-hmm. down five hundred thousand of his own, taking on a larger. But he only portion needs three five. Like he needs one million less than he puts down. Yes. So he's basically thrown research and development into. He probably didn't even need to take from research and development if he had just gone with the original amount. Yeah, he probably didn't need to. Yeah, yeah. He, but he is. Wet behind the ears and greedy. I like how Marilee reacts. She's just like, she just looks over and she's just like, like, holy shit, this is going better than I thought I was going to go. She's trying to like hold it in. This is like, this is such a bad idea. And like Cliff, this guy, his advisor is like, he needs to, he needs to think of him as a little like angel on his shoulder. Like his good conscience be like, I don't, sir, you know, this is not a good idea. Like, I'll have to run this by the board. But he's all like, oh, I'm the president. And I say, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, the president still has to answer to the board. And isn't mama on the board? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Dude. I think at this point it would be easier for him to go to Rebecca and be like, I need some money. Probably. Yeah. But he wants to be a businessman and do business things with his embezzlement. His embezzlement. <laughs> he 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 wants to prove with the business. With the business. <laughs> the embezzlement with the business. <laughs> That's a tongue twister. Well, it sounds better than embezzlement. Embe- I can't do it. 
the clitoris. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Stan, have you found the clitoris? <laughs> oh, my oh, God. My. Look, business sounds better than embezzlement. That's true. Cliff just Fair. wants to. Cliff just wants to hang. Cliff just wants to hang with the big dick oil men. That's what he wants to do. He does. I mean, he really does. Um, and he's and he's trying to impress Sue Ellen right now. Right. Sue, Sue Ellen's not going to be impressed yeah. by embezzlement, dumbass. <laughs> well, I don't know. She. I mean, she's impressed with Jr. And he is embezzled plenty. So yeah, he was embezzling that, you know, with Afton Cooper in their in their bed. That's true. <laughs> Except no, no, that wasn't embezzlement. That was cheating and suck. That just a pile of suck. That's what that was. Well, well, <laughs> a pile of suck. <laughs> Maybe we didn't see that. He was setting, um, he was setting the quilt to quiver, <laughs> pounding the posturpedic, um, buffing the bedpost. Oh, Josh. Okay, has then jokes. we cut to the bank. <laughs> uh, no, oh, wait, we, 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 no, just we no, next we cut to cut to the bank for more we embezzlement. He's waiting is, for Bobby at UAE Oil. He is really getting desperate. He's waiting right outside the door. What if JR walked in first? Right. And he's basically like twitching. He's just like, oh. I think he's tweaking. He's on something. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely on something. He's super desperate. Fear. And, uh, he's, Fear. Yeah. He's just like, hey, uh, we'll meet me at 6 p.m. the usual spot. And Bobby's like, what the hell? No. And he's just like, no, please just do it. And Bobby can tell something's up. He's like, all right. Come on, it'll, it'll be will. it'll be good for you and for me. Come on, come on, it'll be good for both of us. Come yeah, on, yeah, come yeah, on, yeah, yeah. come on. Do come it, on. do it, do it. Uh, which way did he go? Which okay. way did he go? <laughs> and then we cut to Roger's studio, and he's with a model doing the like, oh yes, to the left, yes, beautiful darling, beautiful. Click, 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 click. Vanessa is her name, and the fan is going. Vanessa, sort of yes, yes. <sighs> Give me the powder, like yeah. Um, and then he's nasty. And then Blair comes in and he's like, Hey, FYI, I'm just letting you know, Lucy's not going to work with you anymore. I don't know what happened, but she doesn't want to do it. And nothing without my pictures. I made her. He loses his shit, loses his shit. It's over, man. I can, I I can send you on this. I got a job for you in Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. Detroit, you can go. You can go sell tires. I don't know. He's literally like Lucy is gambling her entire career, so she doesn't have to work with you. So it's serious. So I'm not going to make her. Which yay, Blair. I mean, that's really serious. Right. She didn't yeah. get the hint. Yeah. And that's when mm. Killer Killer Bob transfers from him to Roger. <laughs> to Roger. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. If you look in the mirror, you'll see. Do you like to play with matches, little boy? <laughs> play with matches, Jesus. You're going back to Missoula, my ass. <laughs> yeah, that's a Twin Peaks reference. <laughs> Jesus. Um, anyway, so then we got to Madison's, 1230. Uh, and JR and Ellie are having lunch. And I feel like this is the first time we've seen that. She's getting what, the crab salad? And he's getting the roast beef platter? Mm-hmm. I want to know a nice what's on little mother son lunch. I want to know what's on the roast beef platter uh, besides roast beef. Mm-hmm. Uh, what makes it the platter? Uh, what's what goes with mm-hmm. roast beef? Roast All beef. the who's and whoville. I just watched that Jim Carrey movie for the first time. Me too. My nephews like that one. They called out the real no. one. I was like, that Boris, is not the Boris real Karloff. one. Karloff. They don't believe me. I was and like, that's Boris not Karloff the real one. Was singing that song, uh, you're me one, Mister. I could almost. Uh, I could yeah, almost I mean, envision uh, Howard Keel singing. Sounds very similar to Howard <laughs> Keel's voice. I can see that. Yeah, yeah that, that real dark, tone. deep yeah. voice. Yeah. Jail. Or, um, Who do you think you are? Boris um, Karloff. What's his name? Oh, Car- uh, uh, George Kennedy. Oh, the other guy. George Kennedy. I can see him Dr. singing it too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to say, this outfit for Miss Ellie is a very non-Miss Ellie outfit. I think it's like she's wearing like a suit jacket. She- in other words, I'll, I don't think I I'll saw that. Her. She's not wearing a sack dress, as uh, we say. Yeah, she. Yeah, she's not wearing like a. There's a no Peter Pan collar at all. Like it's like a, a suit coat thing. Like this is almost like a Donna Reed. Hashtag spoiler alert. This is like a Donna Reed Missy outfit almost. Mary, it's me, George, well, George Bailey. I know that was interesting. Like this is her. I'm gonna go to a power lunch outfit, and she wants to talk about again. 
his relationship, the Cliff, Jr. Sewell, and Love Triangle. Miss Ellie is all up in everybody's business, and I am here for she it. Is. But yeah. this conversation. I love it. I feel like she's she gets a lot more. There's a lot more clarity on feelings here, in my opinion, than there yeah. were with than there was with Sue Ellen. Oh yeah, and yeah. I oh. I believe him. I actually I do too. I think he's him. being honest. He's yeah. like, yeah. Sh- the thought sh- of that yep. man with my Sue Ellen. Yeah, he calls, her, he calls her. He calls her my Sue Ellen, even though they're divorced. He's talking to his mama th- mm-hmm. he, right here. This is this is a boy talking to his mama and telling her the truth because she's asking him. Because he he, I feel like once she calls him out on the Wally Hampton thing, he's like, okay, I guess we're just spilling the tea. All right, yeah, my Suella. He's like, I didn't realize how much I loved her until after we were divorced. And the wait, he hesitates <laughs> so true for a minute, but he's like. Damn, I said that out loud. Okay, I'm just going to roll with it. <laughs> right, he's like, okay, we're just doing it. Yep. And I was like, fuck, I believe you. Like, for once, I believe you're lying ass. <laughs> uh-huh. You can tell, because, you can tell when he's yeah, sincere. Like, the look that think he, he gave is, me, you know? he's like, thought of that man with my Sue Ellen. Like, he, want, he wanted, it was making him mad. He was like, mm, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it drives me crazy. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're being for real, buddy. Yeah. It's vulnerable JR. I really grabbed onto that my Sue Ellen, even though they're divorced, he still refers to her like mm-hmm. his property. Almost. Of course, because it's his property. Yep. Right. What, what, did, what did he do after the, as part of the wedding ceremony? Did he like have a South Fork branding iron put on her or something? And like he would J- if he could with a JR and on her on her butt cheek or something like that. Mm-hmm. He would if he could. So Donna comes home and tells Ray that she found out basically something bad about Jack. Doesn't say what and it was. No, it does not say. And then Ray's all like, well, I've what I've learned recently is you have to put things out in the open. Just it's good to get out the truth out there. I'm like, okay, Ray. Yeah, back when I was a dumb cowboy, I wasn't getting things out in the open. <laughs> Last week when I was a dumb cowboy. The only thing that was getting out in the open was my dick with Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then Cliff is having dinner with Sue Ellen at Sue Ellen's house, and he wants to get serious. And Sue Ellen's like, "Uh oh!" Mm. And he literally just comes out and is like, "Hey, I want to marry you." And she's like, "Uh, what?" She needs time, and then he tells her he loves her, but she does not say that she loves him. She does not. Do you think she was really shocked? Though? I think she was. I mean, the back of her mind. I mean, I think she was shocked at that moment, but before she threw the pearls at him, I think she was kind of considering it too in her, in her, in her mind. Mm. And she, she did not say that she loved him after he told her. She did not. He said, I, and I really like this because um, there's a difference. He says, I love you and I want you. You know? those And, and, and that he'll treat her better than JR ever did. Right. Right. I'll treat you better than you've been treated. This is going to be amazing. I, like, I, I made a mistake by losing you before and I'm in. And she's like, Need a minute. <laughs> let's take a let's, think about this. Let's take a beat, as they say. Mm-hmm. And then, then she goes and she calls Clayton, and Clayton gives her the brush off. Okay, so we cut to Clayton, and Clayton is just like literally like staring off into space, smoking a pipe. Like he has just had his life flash before his eyes. And he's looking at he's the phone the as darkness. it rings and it rings and yeah. it rings. Because he it knows rings. it's Sue Ellen, and he's I feel like facing the fact that he's like what JR said is probably just repeating in his head over and over because, and like, he's kind of realizing like, oh shit, maybe he's right. Maybe I was doing this for Sue Ellen and I didn't, I didn't know, but it's true. Oh God. And he can't talk to her. And that, and that can't be easy when someone has a certain relationship with someone like a, like if you're a father, fatherly, daughterly relationship or, or you have a friend that you see like, you, you treat them like a brother or you treat them like a sister. And then all of a sudden you realize you have romantic feelings for this, this person. And you're like, but do I want to do them? I think I do. Oh, God. And then yeah. thing, that's when things start to get awkward. And Right. Yeah. If you right. go. Mostly when you didn't realize it. You've been lying to yourself so long about it. Then you're like, oh, God. Yeah. And if you go take the wrong path, 
that relationship is going to be destroyed permanently. Forever, right? Mm-hmm. Right. No fixing, yeah. no fixing yeah. it after that. Right. And the fallout can be yeah. just devastating. It can. So he blows her off in this moment. And she's like, I really need to talk to you. And he's like, yeah, I can't. Bye. Hangs up. Back to my pipe. <laughs> my, pipe, pipe. my pipe and my pondering. And my pondering in space. <laughs> Uh, so then we cut to this dive bar where Faraday and uh, Bobby are. And we start, the camera starts on the waitress's ass. <laughs> and then we pull back to see the guy at the bar staring at her ass. And then watching her as she walks away. And she's also dressed like we're at the Playboy Club. And I'm like, what? Where's Hugh Hefner? Is he in the shot too? Who, what, who, what who, who, who directed yes. this? <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, this is, uh, Irving J. Moore, Irving J. Moore. What, what are we doing? Irving, what are you trying Irving? to subtly say? Faraday wants 50,000 yeah. and a, and a ticket to Rio de Janeiro because he, he's in trouble. And yeah. he's like, no, you can, you believe me this time. I don't want more money afterwards. And he's like, yeah, I don't believe you. I'll, I'll give you documents, documents. And if you don't like, the, the, you know, then oh, just, and Bobby, Bobby's found, like, just, just give me a couple of days to think about it. But uh, that, that's probably all the time I have, man. That's probably all the time I have, man. Come on, you gotta just, just get me out of the country. They're after me. They're after me. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something's going on. Something's Not going good. down. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Now, and then we cut to the next morning. JR, now, something's going right? down. Mm. Something's going down. Mm. Something's going JR down. is leaving <laughs> South Fork, and I, I look very closely as the car pulled out. And mm-hmm. I could very clearly tell that it was a stand-in double driving the car. It yeah, it did lar- not look. I was like, I think that's supposed to be Jr., but it's not Jr. No, it was a it was a a driver with a cowboy hat. Yeah, yeah. And, and that, Bobby is picking up a crying Christopher in the room. And this scene makes me wonder why did they just show Jr. leaving the ranch? It had nothing to do with anything of that scene. I maybe think to, filler. Maybe, maybe to, a, filler to, esta- ex- to establish that it's daytime at the ranch, maybe? I don't know. Establish the time. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And Bobby's basically like, ugh. It, like, I, he's, it's where he realizes that he's going to do anything he has to do to keep Christopher at this point. You mentioned that whole Mitch thing was earlier, but it is actually at this point, the scene where uh, Mitch calls Lucy. You mentioned it for earlier in the episode it actually takes place right after bobby no he he called her uh he, he calls her oh. right here yeah oh i wrote that down mitch wait mitch yes, calls lucy, mitch calls lucy yeah. to meet at the condo right after bobby um tells christopher he's making lucy oh you yeah. are correct Twelve thirty at the condo Twelve thirty at the condo she wants Pam to help her get something so she's gonna look good. She's not coming home right. tonight. She's getting yeah, back together. I, with Mitch. I might not be home for several days, guys, but if I have my way. Foreshadowing. Maybe don't excuse yourself for several days. I just feel like that's a bad idea. Why don't you say I'll call and let you all know what happened? I'll let you know. Right, exactly. Uh, so then we cut to Ewing Oil, where Marilee Stone arrives with good news for JR. JR is pleased. Not only did he embezzle from his own mother, but he used a good portion of his nice. own cash to for it. So, and then they kind of all like maniacally laugh, like. <laughs> Melanie, can we hear you do that one? I love when you do that. What? My lo- Come on, the, the maniacal laugh. The mustache. Yeah. Twirling the mustache. That's creepy. That is nuts. That is nuts. That that's our opening. No. That's that is our opening. Welcome to twenty twenty three. The 45th anniversary of <laughs> Dallas. Merrily wants to celebrate by getting down in the office with JR, like Quick, right now. Crooked. She has a nasty head. deals turn her on. Turn her on. I'm like, did, oh, did, girl. Did we, okay. all write, did we all write that down? I know I did. Yeah, I feel like we did. Pretty much. I'm like, yeah. I feel like she's discovering this about herself 
at this moment. Like she didn't know this until very recently about herself. And so she's just like, look, I am just super horny all the time right now because of all these crooked deals. And I don't, so you have to do me. It's called midlife. JR, these crooked (laughs) deals make me moist. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my lord! Isn't it you that hates that word? Who hates moist? Is it me? Or me? Or? I don't mind moist. <laughs> Somebody hates moist. <laughs> so we shouldn't say Duncan Hines makes moist cakes. I mean, <laughs> I don't mind moist. That's not me. Uh, yeah. So okay, okay, Marilee. Uh, you know she's finding herself. That's that's cool. She's moist and meaty, Marilee. Oh, moist and meaty. Oh my god. <laughs> God damn I'm just dogs. thinking of t-shirts to make and if we I made like one with Marilee and just put moist and meaty holy shit dude that would be awesome and a coffee cup I mean who would love a coffee cup oh, yeah, just moist and meaty. oh my god that's like the done uh, and done. that just reminds me of the uh, title of the who album uh, meaty beady big and bouncy uh <laughs> All right then. Okay, yeah, straight to the point. That could be Lucy's big up, big up oh, yeah. Yeah. or Pam or Pam. Yeah, Bu- buoys, buoys, <laughs> water markers. <laughs> so Lucy uh, tells Mitch, "Oh, I'm so excited! I want to get back together. I want to give our marriage a chance." Put the brakes. He's on. like, "Oh, this is awkward because I totally don't." <laughs> Let's bury our marriage. I want a divorce. Yeah, I he's want- like, let's get a divorce. Like, I'm going to start an honest relationship with Evelyn. And I this has been dead that. for like a long time. I owe her that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has not been with Lucy for a while. It's fair, I guess. Right. And Lee McCluskey's contract is probably coming to an end anyway. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. And <laughs> Lucy was, runs out crying. He signed a two-year deal. Oh. So Rebecca wants to talk to Cliff about Sue Ellen, um, and she asks if he's using her to get back at JR. Yeah. And um, yes, which is fair. <laughs> ding, 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 no, ding, ding. I, I love her. I'm going to marry her. And um, yeah. but uh, Cliff, this is not a fight that we we should be having. And yeah, no, she says this is a, a relationship that uh, frightens her. Honestly, right. well, no. I, you're asking me to give up Sue Ellen because of a fight with Jr. No, I'm not. I'm going to win this fight, he says. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to win it. And she's like, mm, okay. I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out there, even if you hear the dogs in the background. I, I don't say this very often, but this is almost one of those hookup, like relationship marriages that I wish would have happened. Same. Even if they got divorced later in a different season, like in something like crazy happened but like that's not a real redneck crazy crazy happened but like this is this one marriage that i wish would have happened opposed to like nine other ones i can think yep. of that fucking I, I agree i think that so, they should have had uh Suellen and cliff for sure 100 percent. Yeah. i, I yep. have thought of yes. a very odd pairing of uh, cliff and lucy imagine that just to get under jr's skin remember when she was a roller skating rink and oh, all yeah, that yeah, she that's what he was hot that too yeah but Cliff for governor. Imagine Lucy bringing the Cliff to dinner at South Fork every night. Yeah, that wouldn't have not gone well. That would be fucking That'd awesome. Be hilarious. That would be fucking awesome. There'd be shit thrown all right. over that dining room. So speaking of Lucy, she gets drunk at uh, Jimmy's Singles Club. And I wonder if that's Jimmy Monahan, Pam and Rebecca. Oh, uh, <laughs> maybe. I wonder if that's his club. Yeah. Jimmy's Singles Bar. Yeah, she's getting her drink on for sure at the bar. Worst, worst pickup line ever if women were oil wells you'd be a gusher yeah gross that sounds disgusting don't put gusher don't yeah no gross and so she's that's like moist you're a gusher bitch she's just like okay no go away and then he of course in that like gross toxic dude way he's like oh well i didn't like you anyway blondes okay whatever got a coffee cup for you yeah I have a coffee cup for you. Hashtag, she's uh, like a gusher. Wait, no. Hashtag, if a man calls you a gusher, punch him in the throat. It's true. It's true. No, ro- Rochamb- Rochambeau him. Kick him square. <laughs> What's a Rochambeau? Kick him square in the nuts. Uh-oh. You, you actually do a throat first, and they grab their throat. When they're doing that, you kick them in That's the nuts. True. That's how you get away. Um, and then you zigzag. Yep. Lucy staggers out to the car. She gets she, in the car. She should not be driving. 
at nope. all, by the way. Nope. 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 Less than number 25,000. Don't drive right now. This is the, this is a, a very, uh, opposite a con- contrast of the last time she was drunk and came out of a place. Yeah. The, yeah. the guy that was the, the valet, valet took, care of her. took care of her and they ended up married. This time and then she, now he's not there for her anymore. This time she comes in, oh, she gets it's in like her a, car and scary guy gets in. It's like I'll drive. I'll tell you where. And I guess that will fucking crazy. If anything else, that'll sober you up a little bit enough to drive. But holy shit. It would me. Holy shit. God. I would just pee in the car seat. stains all over the seat because you just pooped yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Peer paper. One or the other. It would have happened. You you shart yourself. She should have just laid Uh, on the horn in that scene. Like just laid on the horn. You're supposed to. Yeah. Yeah, Like drive it. Or just fucking jump out. Jump jump out. Just jump out. Drive that car into the building or something. Like. Yeah. I totally would. Don't go to a second location. I'm that person. Do not. No. Well, you're even getting in the car, but you're already in the car, so you can't help yeah, that. So I, then you just again, throw your body again, out. Again, just, again this, is, this is us in 2023 saying that. And back I know. Then, this is me after listening to so many true crime podcasts. <laughs> so many. Me too. I'm the person that plans every exit in the building yeah. when I walk into a restaurant never, or something. Yeah, her faculties just don't were, go to another location. Her faculties were also a little nope, impaired because she had been uh, no, in, that's true. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I, then I would even more so fall, jump out of the car because they say when you, you're like a rag doll when you're drunk. Uh-huh. You know, you don't tense up. Rag doll, Aerosmith. Oh, we oh, don't want to talk God. about Aerosmith because of Steven Tyler's uh, situation. Um, What's Steven Tyler's situation? Oh, yeah. He's being accused of uh, sexual misconduct of an underage person from the 70s. <clears throat> Oh, well, okay, yeah, that's gross. But I'm just saying right now, that happens it. all the time. Yes. <laughs> I mean, the show, in the 70s. He, uh, he, he convinced this girl to have an abortion of his. Yeah. Well, so. yeah. I mean, is it seven? You can't convince anybody to do that, though. I mean, you kind of have to yeah. go do it. Anyway. But still, it's generous. age. doesn't matter. Yeah. So, that's wrong. Yeah. But so it was Uncle, uh, Uncle Harry McSween shows up at the office. Mm-hmm. And he's got Christopher. I love McSween. He's, he's got Christopher's. Uh, pre-adoption birth certificates. And this yeah. is where the bomb drops. It's Kristen's kid for sure. Kristen's yep. kid. And the and the affidavit Wayne. from Sue Ellen denouncing that she knew who the father was or any interest. Right. So, Thought no one was going to find well, out about so, that. Well, well so, so that's what Bobby <laughs> and Sue Ellen were talking about. Right? And then we have a little JR soliloquy. Which is usually like we'd have a swollen soliloquy, but it's Jr. He's just like, he, he tells us he's going to blackmail Bobby too. You know, this is where he's finally going to get all the shares of Ewing Oil. And the last line is what really gets me. And he looks at the picture of John Ross and goes, "And with your ten shares, I'll have complete control." And that sucks because he doesn't care about that he actually has. He, it, it's like right. he doesn't whole, even care that this is probably his kid. He's just this, like whatever. Yeah, he goes right to this, power, and he has no other care in the world. Thing though about John Ross and you know, Sue Ellen, was, mm-hmm. he wants John Ross's shares. That's what he is after. Of course he does. Right after everything. God damn it. Right. What a dick. Well. Right. There we go. <laughs> Trash bar. There we go. I don't have my cracker. Oh my God. Okay. And I'm going to give this a 4.25 bourbons and uh, Lucy, throw your fucking body out of the car. I'm going with a 4.4 because things are starting to ramp up here as we're nearing the end of the season. You know, we got uh, Lucy's mm-hmm, been mm-hmm. kidnapped uh, here and JR has finally put the pieces mm-hmm. together and he, uh, Cliff and JR and Sue and Marilee and everything. A lot, <laughs> a lot of crap is going on. And, Donna with her thing and having to talk to Miss Ellie a lot. A lot of, a lot of caca is going to hit the fan 
uh, the last few. Right, we're, he- we're hitting the end of the season, so lots the, of stuff is ramping up. The end of the up. season stride. I was going to give it a scantily clad waitress, but um, <laughs> I am going to go with the picture of John Ross and our, aka our newest Ewing Barbecue member, Tyler Banks, on the uh, picture. Now it's Melanie's turn to bring it home. Lord. Um, I give it a bring it home. Bring it home. I'm gonna do 4.25 and Forrest and his legal stuff. Blah blah, blah blah. Nice. Well, well, I gotta go before the bowl. Awesome. Well, make sure to join us next time where we'll talk about season five, episode 23, episode 100 of the series. We are almost a third of the way through the series. Almost. The OG series. After three years. After right. three and a half years. <laughs> um, it's okay. Blackmail. The episode is blackmail. Oh. Stay tuned. It's going to be great. And uh, the taco, the if you get a chance, check out our new website, ewingbbq.com. And if you guys have web ideas about what you'd like to see on the website, like send them to us because we are all ears. All righty. Bye. Bye, y'all. I got to pee real bad. <laughs> y'all, y'all come back now, you hear? And I'm not going to be peeing. Dick in your I'll mouth. I'll <laughs> It's a dick in your mouth. 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 Wellington property, there isn't anything I can't give Sue Ellen. There's no way that you can keep us apart. Why are you doing all this, J.R.? Because I love you. And I need you, and I want you on Southwark again. Cliff wants to marry me. I told you, if you didn't stop saying Sue Ellen, I was going to destroy you, and I did. You just don't know it yet.